Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. The letters of the Bible were in Romans chapter 8. Remember we use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus as we go through the book of Romans. In chapter 7, Paul told us as humans we are sinners, that there is a war going on for believers. Their flesh body wants to do flesh things, but as believers we have access by our human spirit to God's spirit. So the war that all believers fight until they die is between what their flesh wants and what their spirits want. What is the desires of the flesh? Let's go to the first book of John, towards the end of the Bible, and we're going to go to chapter 2. It gives us the answer. First John, chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So we have our answer. All that is in the world, that's what the flesh does and wants. What your eyes can see, so anything you can see, that's in the world, that's worldly stuff. What you can take pride in as a human, that's worldly stuff. Okay, so anything in the world is of the flesh. Now, all these actions is what our spirit is in war with. Okay, that's what Paul was telling us in chapter 7. So, let's see, answer a question. What does our spirit with the leading of the Holy Spirit, want us to do. Let's go to Matthew 4 1. Matthew 4 1. Let's find out some things that the Spirit leads us to do. Okay? And it's not what you may think it is. So, Matthew 4, 1 says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So, 
to be tested. The Spirit leads us to be tested. God wants to test us. Let's go to Matthew 12. Two chapters over. Chapter 12 and verse 28. It says, Jesus speaking, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. So the Spirit, a spiritual work, is casting out devils. Humans can't cast out devils. Jesus can't cast out devils as a human. It was the Spirit of God, like he just told us, that was the one that cast out the devils. Okay, so let's go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And we're going to go to verse 14 and 15. Luke chapter 4. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. So you see, the Spirit of God will lead our spirit to go places to do things. Jesus did teaching, you see. Verse 18 here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You understand? These are the works of the Spirit. Preach the good news, heal people, release people from bondage, open the sight of people, set free those that are sick. So these are spiritual works. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, we're going to go to verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. So the Spirit speaks through you in different languages. It's not babble. It's talking about languages that other people can understand. And it's not a language that you were learned in. It's not babble. It's talking a language. So, as we see there, that's another thing that the Spirit can do. Acts 11. For an example, today's society, You're in a place in America, you speak English, and in a place you come upon a person that God wants you to speak to that speaks Spanish. You can't speak Spanish. They can't speak English. The Holy Spirit can speak Spanish through you to have them understand what you're saying. That, the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
So Acts 11, verse 12. And the Spirit bade me go with them, not, nothing doubting. Moreover, the six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. This is Peter speaking. And the Spirit sends you places. Absolutely. So the list goes on. These are spiritual things. And as you can tell, none of them are flesh things. They are not anything that the flesh can do. And that's the point. Your spirit wants to do these things once you're a believer. So as we live, we have free will to do what we want. That's right. As believers, if it is flesh, we have stopped following Jesus. Now Paul continues in chapter 8. Okay? So that was just a background. So we understood because what Paul said in chapter 7, a lot of people confuse and they don't understand. And we went through all of that so that we would understand, okay, what Paul is talking about. And then we go into chapter 8. So now we know, picking it up in verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal man, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's what we're going to go over in this study. Let's go back to Romans 8.1. So, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now it's interesting, isn't it? In verse 1, Paul explains there is a condition. See, I've heard Christians say, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And they stop there. See, oh no, we can't do anything wrong. Nothing at all. We're in Christ Jesus. We're believers. We're all set. They don't get the second part of that verse. Paul says there's a condition. And so, what's the condition? There's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So, our access to eternal life through the blood of Jesus is a gift from God. 
But after that, Paul is showing us there is no sin put on our soul after we are covered under the blood if we do not do flesh things. Okay? That's a condition. And remember, we learned what flesh things was, anything in this world. So in verse 2, Paul says, if I am being led by the Spirit, we do not have to worry about the law. Of course not. (laughs) Because of Jesus' blood, we have access to the Holy Spirit, or in other words, the Spirit of God. And if we follow the Spirit, we are free from sin, of course, because we went through the difference between flesh and spiritual works. Flesh works, spiritual works, okay? And so if you're only following the Spirit and doing spiritual things, then you're not going to sin. That's what Paul is saying. Paul in verse 3 is telling us about God's plan. This is interesting. I'm going to read verse 3, and then I'm going to tell you what it's saying. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Now, all that's saying is humans, because they are in the flesh, sin. That's it. Human sin. Adam and Eve sinned. Sin came into the world. So, God gave them the law. That's right, he gave Israel a law. So that they would not know what not to do. So humans sinned. God gave them a law so they'd know what God wants them to do. So they could be holy. You see, that's the point. That's why God gave them the law. Because humans sin. And the law is showing you what you're supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing in order to be holy. But as Paul says, the flesh caused humans to sin because of its power over them. See, that's what he was saying there. In verse 3, see, in that it was weak through the flesh. That's right. The flesh caused humans to sin. That's God's plan. They're going to sin. He gave them the law so they'd know what not to do. The plan failed. Israel had the law, but they couldn't stop breaking it because the flesh was constantly needing or wanting things. So the next part of the verse, God sending his own son. So God sent Jesus in the flesh body, And, of course, Jesus could not sin when he was in the flesh body, or he would not be able to be the Lamb of God. So, Jesus lived in the flesh and did not sin. He did it by human willpower. Jesus could not be God, or it would not have been fair, because we're not God, you see. So, he had to be 100% human and not God, okay? Jesus could not be God because Jesus was perfect without blemish, flesh lost. That's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying in verse 3, 
God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So Jesus overcame that flesh. Verse 4, Paul continues and says, As long as we follow the Spirit, we are not under the law. So we are righteous in the eyes of a holy God. As long as we follow the Spirit. Understand, there is a condition here. And Paul is going to explain the other side. As a believer in Jesus, we have access to the Spirit of God. The rest of the world only has flesh desires that they can respond to. They have no choice. We have a choice. But as believers, we have a choice. Follow the Spirit of God or do what your flesh wants. Paul is not saying we as believers don't have to worry about what the flesh wants. No, that's not what he's saying. You understand? Let's read verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Understand? So there's a condition. Verse 5, Paul explains believers' choices. Believers, if they choose to do what the flesh wants, remember 1 John, we went through that stuff, and it said that is anything in this world, then we are following the flesh and not the spirit. But if the believer chooses to follow the spirit of God, then they will be doing spiritual things. Remember, the things Jesus was doing, healing, teaching, going to those that he was led to, preaching the good news, doing miracles, these things the flesh man cannot do. Paul gives us a warning in verse 6. He says, if you are doing flesh things, you will not receive eternal life. Okay, it's that simple. Understand, it's not. Once saved, always saved. If you are doing flesh things, you will not receive eternal life. If that's your whole life, flesh things, sorry, no eternal life. If you are being led by the Spirit of God, you will have life and peace. Why? Because you will receive eternal life and you will be one with God. Paul says it a second time in verse 7. He repeats this over and over again so that anybody that's interested, they can understand. It's funny how a lot of people that call themselves Christians, uh, they look over this stuff. Paul says that if you are doing flesh things as a believer in a part of the body of Christ, you are at that time an enemy of God. Why? Because flesh cannot obey the law of God. Don't you understand? That's why Jesus had to come. Israel failed. Paul says it a third time in verse 8. So we get it. If you are doing flesh things, you cannot please God. Now he has said it over and over and over again in different ways. So, 
all those believers that think going to work, going shopping, going to church, playing music, going to sporting events, you're being spiritual because the Spirit of God is in you, are wrong. They are listening to the Spirit of error instead of the Spirit of truth. It is interesting that um, just a couple of days ago, I was having a conversation on Facebook with a fellow believer, and she said we were talking about this particular, these particular verses in um, Romans. And she's under the impression only non-believers have carnal thinking. So when Paul's saying if you're um, thinking carnally or in the flesh, that's because you're a non-believer. Believers don't think in carnally, which is absolutely, completely, totally against what Paul has been saying over and over again. And it's sad. It really is sad the way that some believers have been taught by their churches. And Satan loves it. Next time, we will see the truth about the Spirit of God. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.